But anyway, I want to go to the book of Mark here just a second. We'll start here. Again, your, your Bible is your history book here. And let me go to, uh, let's go to 14th chapter. Let me see where I'm at. Hang on a second. I'm in Hebrew still. Hang on. Mark. Uh, 13. Let's try right here. See where we're at. Okay. Won't be here. Right here. This is Jesus's. He's on the way. You know, the book of Mark is the gospel. So he's born, whatever, except it starts a little bit later. And then he's crucified and resurrected. So it's a timeline. Okay. He's already got to Jerusalem here. Actually, he's on his way to Jerusalem. Okay, they, they neared the book of, uh, I mean, excuse me, Bethage uh, of Bethany. Let me see, just a second. I, read this the other day. Let's see. I think it's here, right here. Let me see where I'm at. Uh, yeah, here we go. There, uh, Jesus had been telling them, hey, we're going to Jerusalem, and they're going to kill me. And they're panicking, the disciples are. They're scared out of their gourd. And they didn't even want to go. Matter of fact, remember uh, one of them, Thomas said, let's go with him. Remember when Lazarus was raised from the dead? They were on the way back, and, and they said, well, look, if Lazarus is okay, because the Lord said he's just sleeping. Well, if he's okay, let's don't go back up there, because remember, the Jews of late are planning to kill you. And Thomas goes, well, let's go with him, and we'll die with him. So they, they thought they were all going to get killed. But anyways, here we go. Look at this. Uh, as they reached Jericho, later on they left town. A great notice is history, right? It's not a little spiritual story. This is all history. That's what makes our... This, great. Wow. Anyway. Now it happened that a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting uh, beside the road as Jesus was going by. When Bartimaeus, he's blind, he heard Jesus of Nazareth from there. He began to shout out, Jesus, look what it says. Now how does this blind guy know that? Well, he went to, he went to seminary. No, he didn't. He's a Jew. The Jews knew uh, who Pharaoh was. They knew who Nicod- uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was. And they knew who Moses was. They knew who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They knew who Adam was. They knew it all. Okay. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, everybody said, oh, shut up. Well, Jesus heard him. Well, you know the story. This could be us today. Look at this. But he only began to shout louder. Oh, son of David. I mean, fairy tale. David David never existed. Oh, yeah, he did too. Yeah. But when Jesus heard him, he stopped in the road. Notice that. Jesus heard him, didn't he? He hears you and I too. Tell him to come here. So they call the blind. Look at this. People are just so fickle. Hey, you lucky dog, you. Bingo. <laughs> Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus yanked off his old coat, flung it aside, and jumped up and came to Jesus. Now, I'm going to point this out. I mean, he's, I've been there. People take a text and they go, well, you know, he yanked off the beggar's coat. Don't go there. It don't go there. Those are just little stories people throw. And you, you focus on that and miss the big thing. He's blind. He's going to get to see again. Praise the Lord. We know that. Let's see if Jesus pulls it off. What do you want me to do for you? What a thing for Jesus to say. It's the same thing he's telling you and I today. What do you need? What do you need? What's bugging you? What's got you today? I mean, can you imagine this blind guy's going, uh, duh, I'm blind. No, this is God talking to him. Remember, Jesus is the Lord in the flesh. He's right there. What do you want me to do? Oh, teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. Jesus said, all right, it's done. Look at that. Your faith has healed you. Remember, we just read just a moment ago. It says, let's don't lay a foundation of faith toward God anymore. Well, faith don't matter. I mean, just live and die. You never know what's going to happen. It does matter. David killed Goliath because of faith. It said so, you know. His boss knew it. His boss, remember he told King Saul, I'll kill that giant for you. He didn't say, well, we'll give it a shot. I'm only 12. I'll be 12 in six months. (laughs) You know, he's probably eight. 
Wow. Okay, so point is about David here. So let's go wrap up the last things we knew about David here, and that's in 2 Samuel. We got almost to the end here. We got to 22, I think. Let's see. Yeah. Remember, we just got through reading, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh. David had uh, wiped out uh, all his enemies and all this kind of stuff and whatever. I mean, it's just timeline. Remember what happened? Remember, he lost his, he, he wound up not being the king only for about five days and came right back. So here we go. Let's wrap this up. We finished right there. So look, these are the last words of David. <laughs> well, we think that. No, they were. So let's, let's see what he said. Somebody wrote this down. Remember, we already found out he had a historian. He had a chaplain. He had somebody who did the records. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. Now remember, this blind man said, Oh, Jesus, son of David. And, and that blind man knew that Jesus was one of the great, 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 great grandkids of David. David, the man to whom God gave such wonderful success. Now remember, why do we have this? Why do I even know that? Because he will give it to you. David, the anointed of God of Jacob. David, sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and by, uh, let's see, and uh, his word was on my tongue. The rock of Israel said to me, one shall come who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God. He shall be as the light of the morning. See, now what, this is why David was termed as a prophet because he's talking about Jesus here. Look at this. He'll be like the light of the morning, a cloudless sunrise when the tender grass the spring forth, uh, springs forth upon the earth as sunshine after rain, and it is my family he has chosen. Jesus, son of David. This is why he knew that. This is why that blind guy knew that. And that blind guy wasn't a, wasn't a priest. He hadn't gone to school. He just knew the history. It's like we know the history. I don't think there's anybody in this room who doesn't know who Abraham Lincoln is, right? We know who Abraham is, you know. And we probably know who George Washington is. And I bet you we know a whole lot more. I'll tell you something else I thought of the other day. That's pretty cool too. You know, they, they just accuse us of all this stuff, uh, all this. They, they're trying to shoot holes in all the history. Well, y'all got the history from Jesus forward. You can make up whatever you want to. Why do you want to attack all the stuff that, we've, that we know from the Bible prior to that? You can make up what you want to like they do. They rewrite history all the time. Well, Columbus didn't discover America. He never even owned an outboard boat. You know, Columbus was never here. Oh, he wasn't. Okay. Uh, it's my family he's chosen. Yes, God has made an everlasting covenant with me. Now remember this covenant you and I have access to. David wrote all about it. In the previous chapter, he just listed it, which was actually things he wrote in Psalm 18. His agreement is eternal, final, sealed. He will constantly look after it. Look at that. My safety and success. Richard, you've got to quit preaching this stuff about God wanting you blessed and God wanting you protected. Now, wait a minute, Wilbur Baptist, I came flying down when I picked up Myrna and Bob on the way here. They have the pastor's message up there for, the, for today. You know what it's called? Blessed. Well, I guess he's off his rocker too. No, he's not. He's not. Praise God. I know bad things happen, but praise the Lord. We got sunshine. The Lord will turn it around. Look at this. But the godless are as thorns to be thrown away. For, for they tear the hand that touches them, and one must be armed to chop them down. They will be burned. Now, look at this. This is what Dustin has mentioned several times before just all of a sudden these are the names of the top three top three what preachers no generals in the army <laughs> look at this the most heroic men in david's army now matter of fact the book of 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 uh, chronicles it mirrors this one and that's the reason it's next first and second chronicles and they'll call this the army of God. 
So these are his guys. No wonder they just beat the poop out of everybody. Look at this. The most heroic men in David's army. First was Joshabed, Basset Heba. What a name, whatever. Well, my name's Markwart. It's a mouthful. M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. What a name. From Talkema, known also as the Adino, the Esnite. He once killed... Richard, I just... I, no, when you read the Bible, you'll know these things are so... You'll be like, pray, absolutely. Should have been 1,600. This guy got 800. Wow. In one battle. Next, remember, this is the top three. You know what's funny? It's going to be a top three, but if you count all these out, it's like 40 of them. That's because there's not just one, and you're one of them too. You know, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You and I are more than conquerors. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. They that wait upon the Lord renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord, you never know, you know. No, David said all the time, the Lord is my strength. And all we got to do is do what he said, do what he did. All right, here we go. So what happened? Next in rank, number two, was Eliezer, the son of Dodo and grandson of an Hawaiian. Ahohi. Okay. He was one of the three men who, with David, held back the Philistines that time when the rest of the Israeli army fled. What happened there? Well, let's read it. He killed the Philistines until his hand was too tired to hold his sword. And the, there it is, the Lord. Richard, you really don't believe the Lord. Yes, I do. And that's how you open the door for miracles in your life. If you'll just begin to say, Lord, you created everything. You created me. You'll take care of me. You're greater than everything. He'll show up. You know, mm-mm. praise the Lord. But if, but, if, but if we think the Bible's just fairy tales, you, you forget it. Your friends, if, if, if you treat your friends like you think they're, they're fairy tales, you're not going to be friends very more. Well, Laura, I mean, I don't believe half of the stuff Laura says. If Laura found out I said that, she'd quit talking to me. Well, I know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> now watch this. So anyway, this guy was out there by himself. Uh, the Lord gave him great victory. The rest of the army didn't return until, he had time, until it was time to collect the loot. I mean, can you imagine that? We thought you were dead. <laughs> and he's back there going, I wiped them all out, me and the Lord. Remember the first king, his name was Saul. He had a son named what? Jonathan. And Saul, remember at that time, the Israelis got to the promised land, but they lost the promised land because they're worshiping idols. They quit doing what we're talking about here. They quit thinking the Lord was great. But they started to catch on again. Okay? Remember what happened? His dad's over there trying to beat the Philistines or whatever, and they're resting for the night. His son Samuel, I know, his son Jonathan takes his, his sidekick with him. Remember, there weren't but two swords in the whole army because the Philistines wouldn't allow him to have a nine millimeter. You handle guns, you handle weapons. But his son takes off, and he's got a sword, and his armor bearer goes with him. He says, Let's sneak up on these Philistines. You know, and if the Lord's with us, you know, because the Lord's able to save by many or by few. Where do you get that from? Moses, Sunday school. You find it doesn't matter when the odds are against you, you're going to win. Amazing. That's why when you go back and rehearse what Moses did, what the Lord did when he got. Remember, Moses didn't want to go. Don't send me. No, no, no. God had to finally get a hold. Look, I'm going to be with you. And all those miracles he did when he, in front of Pharaoh. Wow. Got him out. Okay, here we go. Now that was number two. After him, this is the third one. Top three. Shemaiah, the son of Agi from Harah, once during a Philistine attack, 
when all his men deserted him and fled, he stood alone in the center of a field of lentils and beat back the Philistines. And God, he's just lucky. He was just good. He went to, he went to general school. No, he didn't. God gave him a great victory. He did this by himself. Wow. One time, here we go again, when David was living in a cave. Do you see these praise port, praise port, praise port, praise port? There'll be one here in a minute when they all got killed. No, there won't either. Never. Mm -mm. One time when David was living in the cave of Adullam and the invading Philistines were in the valley of Rephaim, you know, Rephaim means giants, you know, three of the 30, hmm, the top ranking officers of Israel went down at harvest time to visit him. David was in the stronghold at the time for the Philistine marauders had occupied the nearby city of Bethlehem. Now, in case you drifted off a moment, what happened was Philistines were, Philistines were attacking and the top three, they love their commander, David. And what's going to happen is David goes, you know, I sure wish I had some of that sprinkling, sparkling water there at Huntsville. Man, that stuff they imported and I would like to have some of that stuff. Well, his three guys go, let's go get him some. Now, wait a minute. You're going to go into the... The bad guys camp and get, yeah, they weren't scared. They went right over and got it. So let's read the story. Here's what happened. David remarked, how thirsty I am for some of that good water in the city well. The well was near the city gate. So the three men broke through. How'd they do that? I can run through a troop, leap over a wall. Praise the Lord. Anyway, they drew the water and they brought it to David. Look at that. But he refused, refused to drink it. Well, I probably ticked those boys off. No, no. Look what he did. See, because the Lord's not a fairy tale. He said instead, he put, look, at, look what it says, he poured it out before the Lord. Notice he just gave it to the Lord. Wow. No, my God, he said, I cannot do this, for this is the blood of these men who have risked their lives. So notice this is a praise report. Look what they did. These guys were just cool. And you're cool too. Watch this. Okay. Of those three men, Abishai, we've heard him already. The brother of Joab, son of Zerah, was the greatest. Wow. Really? Well, he's just been David's favorite. No, he's called greatest because look what happened. Once he took 300 of the enemy, single-handedly killed them all. Now, don't forget what David did. Right after he killed Goliath, remember the stupid King Saul says, remember he already promised him he could have his daughter, but Saul's reneging a little bit. No, 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 no. Uh, tell you what, because Saul wanted to kill him. He said, tell you what. You go out and kill me a hundred bad guys, a hundred Philistines, and you can have my daughter. What did David do? He went out and got 200. They said, well, hey. Because David said, who am I? I'm just a shepherd. What can I do to earn your daughter? Go get me a hundred bad guys. David got him 200. Then there was Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, a heroic soldier from Kabil. Benaniah killed two giants. Giants are fairy tales. Not, no, I, I, I stop here and let Dustin, Dustin get taste some things about giants in the scriptures in a second. Because he was telling about those the other day when we were eating together. Son of Ariel of Moab. Another time he went down in a pit, despite the slippery snow on the ground, took on a lion that was caught there and killed it. And you may be worried about a bad dog getting a hold of you. You get, I got in the house one time. I was buying a truck 35 years ago, and I got in the house. Doberman was in there. <laughs> Man, I was like, praise God. Will you chew your leg off? No. Well, that was fine. Another time, an army only uh, armed only with a staff. He killed an Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. He wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Who is this guy? Ben and I, he didn't have a weapon. He just had a staff. He beat the poop out of this guy. These are some of the deeds that gave Benaiah almost as much uh, renown as the top three. 
He was one of the greatest of the 30, but he was not actually one of the top three. Now we got a group of top 30. David made him chief of his bodyguard. Ahesiah, the brother of Joab, was also one of the 30. Others were Elhanan, son of Dodo, of Bethlehem. You know, Shammah and Herod. Elkiah of Herod. Name, name, name. Now if you read these, it goes up to about 40, all these that are listed so far. This guy, Ira, son of this guy. Okay, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Look at that. Wow. Why do we have the details? Because they were there. Look at this guy from the Brooks of Gash. Eh, there was no Brooks of Gash. The guy was smoking dope when he wrote that. No, I didn't either. This really happened. Wow. Okay, Jonathan. And here's this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. All the way down here. Wow. We just keep on going. Their names, I'd have to pronounce all these things. Wow. And look at the last one. Never heard of that guy. Yeah, you have. Uriah the Hittite? Now you know he was in the top 30. And David had him assassinated. And David has the gall to say, oh, I've been holy. No, David didn't say that. David said, the Lord's been merciful to me. He killed that guy to get his wife. David? Yeah. Well, he ain't going to heaven. Yeah, he is. When we all get to heaven. We're not getting there on our merit. My goodness. All right, close that book real quick. Boom, here we are. Uh, let's see, I think this is the end. Yeah, look at that. Here you go to 1 Kings right there. So watch this. Once again, the anger of the Lord flared out against her. So what's, what? I just, I just, yeah, you get it. You get it. Jesus took all the wrath for you and I. What, uh, and remember, God, when he called Moses to get the people out of Israel, it was because he promised Abraham. You know, okay. And God, did, God wiped out Egypt to show the entire world. That's the reason for us to do this. It never happened, never happened, never happened, never happened, never happened, never happened. My teacher in college told me that we're all a bunch of amoebas. Out about, about, baloney. Mm-mm. Anyway, once again, the anger of the Lord flared out against Israel and caused David to harm them by taking an actual census. Now, wait a minute. Why'd God get so upset? Because uh, David didn't know. Wait a minute. Let's go to Chronicles here. Same story, Chronicles uh, 21, I think. Let's see. Back up. Yeah, look at this. Then Satan brought disaster upon Israel. He made David take a census. Well, which one is it? The Bible says God did. Satan did. Now, look, this is, these are records, okay? So let's go back. So now we know what's going on. Okay. And you can tell by David's top general, look what he says. Let's see, we're at right, wrong book. I'll get there. Hang on. Oh, there it is. No. What are we doing? Samuel, yeah. Here we go. Samuel, last book. 24. Here we go. Boom. All right, here we go. Once again, the anger of the Lord flared out against Israel, and he caused David to harm them by taking a national census. Well, God didn't do it. We know that. We already found out that the devil was behind it. Look at this. Go count the people of Israel um, uh, and Judah, the Lord told him. Then the king said to Joab, commander-in-chief of his army, take a census of all the people from one end of the nation to the other so that we'll know how many there are. Remember, God's able to save by many or a few. But anyway, Joab replied, look at that. See, Joab was right. God grants you that you will see, live to see the day when there will be hundred times as many people in your kingdom as there are now. But you have no right to rejoice in their strength. In other words, all this stuff about how many they are. What do you care? But the king's command over, overcame Joab's you know, remonstrance. So Joab and the other officers went out to count the people. First they crossed the Jordan, camped over into this place, to say Decatur, around Arab, whatever, south of the city that lies in the middle of the valley of Gad near Jezer. They went to Gilead in the land of this, that, that, whatever, around to Sidon. 
Then the stronghold of Tyre and the cities of the Hivites, the Canaanites, and south of Judah as far as Beersheba, having gone through the entire land, then they come back with a count. What's the count? All right. Here we go. They completed their task in nine months, 20 days. All right. Joab reported the number of the people to the king, 800 men of conscription age in Israel and 500 in Judah. But after he'd taken the census, David's conscience, look at that, began to bother him. Now, I was very wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive the foolish wickedness of mine. The next morning, the word of the Lord came from the prophet Gad, who was David's contact with God. The Lord said to Gad, tell David I'll give him three choices, okay? Gad came to David and said, uh, will you choose the seven years of famine or flee for three months before your enemies or submit to three days of plague? Well, watch what David does. Because David's like, well, I got a preacher. I, somebody else prays for me. I, I have a pastor. He, uh, I'm not praying for you. <laughs> I mean, you're getting a little bit, but I hope you're doing your praying, okay? Because when, when my feet are in the fire, I'm praying about me. But when your feet are in the fire, fire, you should be praying for yourself too because that's the Lord at your house. That's a, this is a Christian's house. Unbelievable. Revelation 3.20. If any man will open the door. And he's talking about a Christian. Yeah, he goes out to the world and helps. He leaves the 99 goes after the one. But why in the world do I have my door closed? I shouldn't be having him outside. Praise the Lord. Back to this. Well, this is a hard decision, David replied, but it's better for me to fall in the hands of the Lord. Look at this. And for his mercy is great than into the hands of men. So even though the Lord said to the prophet, take one of these three, you know. Wow. And he just says, I'm standing for the mercy. Anyway, so the Lord sent a plague upon Israel that morning. It lasted for three days, and 70,000 men died through the nation. You see, I don't, I don't understand it. You, look, you, you just read your Bible. Read it like history, but you'll get it. You'll get it. Because, see, man has no approach to God. Jesus said, I'm the only one that's ever seen him. Why? Because his glory alone will kill you. And we're, we're stained with the sin of Adam. This stain was still on him. I mean, God was just holding it back the whole time. Just reached a boiling point right here. Okay. But anyway, so anyway, notice this. But the death angel was preparing to destroy Jerusalem. The Lord was sorry for what had happened and uh, told him to stop. He was at the threshing floor of, look at this, this guy's house. When David saw the angel, he, he said to the Lord, look, I'm the one who sinned. What have these sheep done? Let your anger only be against me and my family. Well, this is fairy tales. It never happened. Look what this sets up. It did too. That day, Gad, that's that prophet, he came to David and said, go and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor right there at that guy's house. So now remember, this angel, and they've got pictures, this angel standing there. So David went to do what the Lord had commanded, but when Ariah saw the king and his men coming toward him, he's the farmer there, and he came forward and fell flat on his ground, f- f- fell flat on the ground to the dust. Why have you come? All right. Got to scroll down here and get it. We're almost done. This is it. To buy your threshing floor so I can build an altar to the Lord and he'll stop the plague. Use anything you like. The king said, here are oxen uh, for the burnt offering and you can use the threshing instruments and yokes to build a fire. I'll give it all to you. May the Lord accept, uh, uh, may the Lord God accept your sacrifice. Notice the king said, this is David. David said, no, I'm not going to take it as a gift. I'm going to pay for this. Look what he says. I'll buy it for I don't want to offer anything to the Lord. My burnt offerings that have not cost me anything. David paid him for the threshing floor and oxen. David built an altar there and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. The Lord answers his prayer. Look at that. And the plague stopped. Now, let me catch another piece of this right here. In uh, 1 Chronicles, we were at 21. It's the same story. He took the census. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. All those people died, 70,000. Look at this. This is a totally different book. 
They weren't living side by side. Somebody else had this record. Anyway, the Lord told him, stop, that's enough. When David saw the angel standing, there it is, sword drawn, pointing toward Jerusalem. Wow, let's see what else happened. He said, I'm the one that sinned. Okay, the angel told Gad, that's the same prophet, look at that. So David went to see, the guy's name was Ornan. He was at the threshing floor. Look at that. Ornan saw the angel and he turned and his four, sin, his four sons ran and hid. Boy, they hit, the, man, they, took, they got out of there. Notice this, the, the, uh, the guy that owned the land, he says, look, take it, use it as you wish. David, uh, he said to David, take the oxen and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 I'll buy it for the pr- full price. I cannot take what's yours and give it to the Lord. I will not offer a burnt offering that didn't cost me nothing. Look at that. David paid him oh, anyway, $4,300 in gold, built an altar there and sacrificed to it. And of course, then you know what happened. It stopped all that stuff. Praise the Lord. Now, let me go back to this. Let's go back to where we were. We'll, we'll just stop. Ah, where were we? First Samuel. Here we go. Not first. Where was it? Second. Very last chapter. Boom. All right, here we go. So, Notice the way your Bible's put together. I, I keep telling you, it's history, history, history. So watch this. So that was the very last verse here. And uh, the, oh, uh, uh, anyway, it stops right there. Now watch this. First Kings, next book. I'll read this 25 years from now. No, look. In his old age. So it picks up right where he was. He was confined to his bed and blankets and all this kind of stuff and whatever. But anyway, but you, you can read this great, <laughs> great story because his other son's going to try to commit... Uh, He's going to try to get him assassinated. It doesn't work. doesn't work. Remember what he says down here? When David tells his wife Bathsheba, remember they had bad news saying, your other son just anointed him as king. But look what he says. As the Lord lives, who rescued me from, look at that, every danger. Now that's ours today. Wouldn't he be saying the same thing? I don't care what's coming against you medically, mentally, people related, whatever it is. The Lord will rescue you. Let him rescue you. Just say, Jesus, get me out of trouble. Jesus, oh God. I mean, so it, this stuff has been so prevalent. That's the reason it's so funny when you watch a show, maybe if, and all of a sudden they go, Jesus. Well, they don't ever say Buddha, you know. They don't ever say, well, marijuana. No, it's Jesus. They go, Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's the one that's affected our lives. Besides that, everything you sign your date to is in the year of our Lord. Whatever year you're in, 2000. 19. Anyway, finish that last thing. right? As the Lord lives, who's rescued me from every danger, I decree, look at this, that your son Solomon, remember, see, we're in 1 Kings 1, so Solomon's fixed to be king. He will be the next king, and he'll sit upon my throne, just as I swore to you before the Lord God. Boy, Bathsheba, you know, it's a real day for her. I mean, she's an old lady, too. She's, she bowed low before him and said, Oh, king, thank you, sir. May, may my Lord the king live forever. Anyway, you can read the rest of that later. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. Well, you have nothing but great things ahead of us. You'll take care of us. Hallelujah. We cry out for you to help us, and so shall we be saved from our enemies. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today, whether it's sickness or whatever, something bugging us, hurting us, you'll take care of that. You healed everybody that came to you. You'll heal us now. Same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, you'll fix that. Praise the Lord. And if it's some other problem, great or small, whatever it is, oh, you'll get us out of that. You're the one who made heaven and earth. You can fix us. Whatever it is. That doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep details and tell others what great things you've done in our life as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, that was the end of uh, whatever, 2 Samuel. We went through 1 and 2 Samuel.